That's right, folks. All aboard the USS Barrier. The Big Blue 82 podcast has just set sail. You're listening to the official podcast for the 1982 Farragut High School Admirals of Knoxville, Tennessee. The largest class and winner of the school's first two state championships. So what have these Admirals ports of call been? Listen now and find out. I'm the class president and host, Vic Moore. And here we go. Welcome back, everybody. The Big Blue is rolling right along, making waves. Today, no exception, we have Dr. Michael Vaughn here. Y'all remember Mike Vaughn from back in the day. Mike, say hello to everybody. Hey, class of 1982. It's good to talk to you today. I appreciate Vic giving me a call and asking me to do a podcast. So it's good to be here with you. All right. Great. Great. And Michael, um, you've been busy because now you've ended up, uh, it looks like you got a multi-career going on here. Two different things. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I probably got three different things. Oh, not, not only am I married, but I've got grandchildren now that I adore, uh, ages eight, six, and five. I've got a couple different uh, dental businesses. One is kind of the regular family dental practice. And then I've got another one that's a specialty clinic for people with developmental and intellectual disabilities. So lots of folks with autism, Down syndrome, things like that. And both clinics operate five days a week wow. and have great staff and, and good reviews. Great. Awesome. And um, what you want to share what city you have all this going on in? Right. So we're in Nashville, Tennessee, right in the capital of the Mid-South and enjoying that, enjoying the the mild climate here. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, beautiful weather now this time of day, and we are re this time of uh, season. We're recording this uh, first day of May, May Day, May Day. That's uh, right. In 2021, for those who are uh, wanting to know what, when was this done, you know, <laughs> you know, technically you're not supposed to say the date, but we're going to do it anyway. So, uh, Michael, uh, busy, busy career man right now. You got a lot of um, what do they say, irons in the fire? Uh, you keep that's these right. Afloat. Lots of irons in the fire. So let's let's talk about this. What happened way back in the day, 1982 ish, right after graduation on June the second? Then you had like the whole world was your oyster. What did you dive into first? Wow. So coming off cross country and graduation and a little bit of spring break. Um, I got a scholarship at Vanderbilt by the grace of God and was able to move to Nashville and, and um, get a bachelor's degree in economics, have some good times, meet a lot of great people. And then from there, I decided that I wanted to become a dentist because I had such a great relationship with my orthodontist there in Knoxville, Dr. Drs. Crowell and Allard and also Christopher O'Rourke. So I actually went to, to dental school to become an orthodontist. But at the end of dental school, I decided that I really liked general dentistry. So I kind of shifted and then came to Nashville to do a, a residency in the hospital and then bought into a dental practice right across the street from Vanderbilt and pretty much stayed here. Wow. So you were quickly right out of the gate. You knew your career, you knew what you wanted to do there. That's awesome. That's right. That's right. It was good. So, and I was out of money, so I had to get a job that paid as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a familiar story, isn't it? 
code. Yeah, that's a story that all of us can relate to. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the the big green to keep the big blue rolling, right? That's uh, right. That's right. Well, that's awesome. You're right across from Vanderbilt. My goodness, that's like a major, major hospital for like a lot of parts of the country. People come there for that. So, did you get kind of a lot of business at first? I did. Well, starting out, um, the first year we didn't have a lot of business, so I had to kind of grow into it and, and learn the skills in private practice. Got to work with two great doctors, uh, Bill Knox and Roy Elam, and kind of grow, grow from there. And so I've been there about 26 years. So one of the highlights of my freshman year was in, in 1982, uh, came to Nashville with a lot of my friends and we watched the UT Vandy game. And that was the year that Vanderbilt beat Tennessee in Nashville. So the rest of the time I had to be a long suffering Vanderbilt fan. <laughs> yeah. I remember that game. That was kind of a heartbreaker for a hardcore ball fan. My one of my alma maters in my undergrad was the big, UT. that's right. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's very exciting, though, when you think about all the things you've done since graduation and now you're getting into, I guess all of us are, are getting into an age of maybe settling down, starting to have a family behind us. So let me ask you this. What kind of family did you begin or have after you got the practices going? So I married my college sweetheart, Michelle Pardue, and we had two daughters, one during dental school and then one about three years after dental school. And we settled in Nashville where we had family support and both practiced dentistry and really enjoyed our careers. The first daughter got married and had three grandchildren. That's where we have our grandchildren. Wow. The second uh, daughter has a dog, so she's making progress. Yeah, She's well, married you know, and has a dog. Practice on the dog and then you move on. I guess it's a little bit more, a, a bigger step up from like a, a, a baby doll that is lifelike or lifestyle. That's right. So, <laughs> That's right. so how, how old are your children now? So my oldest daughter is 30. Her name's Megan. And my youngest daughter's 26 and her name is Molly. Okay, great. It kept up the M thing going there, Megan and Molly. So a lot's happened in between 82 and the, and the growing up and having grandkids. Can you think of any kind of milestones, either um, maybe something happy or it could be something maybe sad. Uh, some of our classmates have gone through some tragic moments in the, the long period of time. What's kind of a, a highlight event of the last 40 years with your family? So I think, I think it's like this. I think there are ups and downs and there are cycles and there are seasons. Mm -hmm. to life. And one of the, the seasons that I will tell you about is about 15 years into marriage, my wife and I are, became distant and we actually divorced in 2003. And that was a low point for me. But what it did is it caused me to seek the Lord and renew my faith, start over with a really dynamic faith at that point. Really, when you get broken like that, you have to depend on God to get you through it. And so I reached out to the Lord and got through it. And I was a single father for about eight years. I dated a couple of wonderful women. Then in 2011, I married a girl that I'd been friends with for about 10 years. And we've been married now for 10 years. And her name is Carla. 
Okay. I met her on a mission trip to Rio de Janeiro in 1999, and we continue to do missions. In fact, we've got a medical and dental mission trip coming up here in June to the border area of mm -hmm. Texas and Mexico. So we're going down there to have a dental clinic and to work with um, the poor, the immigrants, and I even joke about bringing a couple kids back with us <laughs> to Nashville. Just kind of stick a couple of kids in your suitcase, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put them in the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, pick the kids with, with the teeth that are, you know, better teeth, less work That's for you. right, right. They'll be blessed by having <laughs> good dental care. Yeah, of course you will. You know, you, when you said the word border, I know you're exactly talking about the southern border here in the U.S., but it, it, it chimed in my brain a, 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 an agency concept called Doctors Without Borders, um, where they go and, like you say, volunteer their services. Have you heard of this group before? Yes, yes. And I may even have the chance to work with them in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in my uh, master's program, ran into a guy who said he was very familiar with it, and he was going to start hooking up with that agency somewhere near South Carolina. There's like an, um, one of the islands out there. But, yeah, that's awesome. So missionary work, that is a big, dangerous, possibly, step out there. You're in a wild, wild atmosphere, not the home land security that we have here. So how does that affect the practice when you're working on people in a potentially hostile environment? Or is it hostile? Tell us about missionary dental work. So we take mobile dental equipment down. It's much like a military mash type equipment. And we set up in the poor areas with generators and portable equipment. And we see we advertise the clinic a couple weeks um, before through the, the local church down there. And so we'll have 40 or 50 people lined up and waiting to be seen in the dental clinic. Mm -hmm. And so when they come in, they have a chance to meet one of the doctors or nurses, tell us any problems that they're having. They have a chance to get a tooth pulled, a filling done, their teeth cleaned. And what's best is they have a chance to sit with a counselor and hear a gospel presentation and everybody has a story to tell so everybody gets to tell their story they're so appreciative you know when you meet someone's needs you fix their teeth get them out of pain um, they usually come up and give you a big hug or a kiss at the end of the clinic oh, and yeah. so it's a really feel-good ministry yeah that, it's always good to help somebody out like that that's pretty cool they get like a choice of services to pick from, absolutely no charge to them. And that's right. That's that's really neat. And okay. we get to eat some really good Mexican food. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's so we get lots of beans and rice and, and cactuses and all kinds of peppers and jalapenos and good stuff like that. Awesome. Now, currently you are working at an agency. Did you create the Triax Dental uh, business or is that something else, a partner? You that is, that's the business that serves the developmentally disabled. Mm -hmm. And I started it with George Johnson in about 2013. First, it was a mobile dental clinic that went to group homes and saw patients on board a mobile dental clinic. And then it evolved into a regular brick and mortar dental practice. Mm -hmm. And now we have four operatories, which are equipped for 
IV sedation and general anesthesia, and it allows us to see disabled people, people with special needs, people that need sedation for their dental appointments, and allows us to clean their teeth, do their fillings, do oral surgery, and the same things that you would have in a regular dental practice. Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you a specific question about the dentistry um, industry, I guess, uh, as a whole, and you've probably seen this in your long career, the evolution of what is used to fill in the tooth, it's changed a lot, hasn't it, from the mercury-based products to what we have now? It sure is. Dentistry now has to be both functional and aesthetic. So patients' expectations are really high. Everybody wants to have the nice white smile they had in their 20s, and so the goal now is to create that and to actually turn back the time, turn back the years, so that people in their 50s can have the same smile that they had when they were 18 or 20. Right. Do that through a lot of different ways. Uh, one of the main ways is through uh, bleaching teeth, placing veneers, placing crowns, doing some orthodontics. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised at how many people are getting orthodontics in their adult years. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, we, we talked to Billy uh, Kitchens earlier on the Big Blue podcast. He mentioned about orthontics, which is what you add to the body, like limbs and everything. But orthodontics, using that same type of word, is mm -hmm. attaching things to the tooth and the, uh, the root uh, to make things better. A lot of our classmates are getting into the health industry or have been in the health fields throughout the years. I think that says a lot about our character as a class, but... Uh, and, and, on, and on that note, I'll put in a little commercial for the reunion coming up uh, next July in 2022. Are you planning, uh, Michael, this time to attend the reunion? I was wondering. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, great. I'll put that on my schedule and come back and see everybody. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I really hope I recognize everybody. <laughs> I'll probably need one of those little little name bags with our pictures on it. Yeah, we're going to have least, all that. Yeah, make it easier. Yeah. <laughs> what I remember from my last class reunion, which was 10 or 15 years ago, was um, even the people that I didn't get along with in high school were so friendly to me at the reunion. <laughs> and that's what I thought was so neat about the Farragut class reunion is even if you were not known by somebody in your class uh, when you came back for a reunion Everybody was friendly, everybody was happy, and it was just a lot of fun. So I encourage everybody to come back for the class reunion. Yeah, I think that's the mellowing effect. As we get older, more wise and mature, we start to overlook the little picky little things that used to bother us. That's right. I think we've all been through some things, and so we're uh, more more gentle than we, than we were back then. Well, look, um, Michael, if you don't mind, I would like to give the listeners a URL website of Triax Dental so that they can kind of look in there and see what you're up to. It's got a nice okay. video or two that was done by the department that highlights uh, special needs dentistry. I think it's really cool. It's um, Well, go ahead. Give us that website. It's www.triaxdental.com, and it's T-R-I-A-A. Yeah, try it. Like three axes, you know, try and axe dental. That's how I would remember right. it. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. You get a lot of um, variety of special needs that you can do to help people with dental. Because see, I worked in the, the field of mental health services as well. And I always used to think, as we're telling people about the health angle, 
dental health equals mental health a lot of times. That's right. When you can improve somebody's smile, it directly correlates to an improved self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that helps people get jobs and helps people date again and helps people succeed in life. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And, and in this modern age now, with all this technology, we got nanobots running around. We have new ways of printing 3D body parts. I was going to ask you, can you print a tooth? You know, we're almost to that place. I'll tell you what we can do is we can we can 3D print replacement teeth. So people that have had dentures and partials, those can now be 3D printed. Mm-hmm. It's all done with scanning technology, taking a digital scan of the existing teeth, putting it into a computer, designing the smile, designing the teeth, and then sending that to a 3D printer and having it 3D printed overnight, tried in and fit, and delivered the next day. That's amazing, you know, technology these days. And I hope that they'll figure out a way to 3D print, like, uh, another whole body or two as a backup in the closet. Well, as much as I've run over the years, I'm counting on a new 3D knee. <laughs> 3D knee, that even sounds funny, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you never know, Michael. I tell you, we're on that cusp. We're on that age, you know. Uh, we've got uh, all kinds of hidden technology that I would love to be unpatented and revealed to everybody. You know, I'm a big conspiracy buff, so I'm like, I know they're hiding secrets, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, free energy, improved medicine, and, and new body parts. Right. And I was talking to Debbie Chow. I was like, hey, you know, you guys are on the Pacific Ocean over there. You haven't figured out how to desalinate water cheaply easily yet you're still droughting it over there so i think they figure that out too it's so good to talk to you i encourage everybody to register for the class reunion and to attend everybody will feel so good to be back home and be able to go to some of the places that we went to i don't know if swenson's ice cream shop is still open i'll bet there's a gaddy somewhere in that in Knoxville. It's always nice to go out to Concord Park and walk along the lake mm-hmm. and see some things like that. I ask you some questions as, as we round up the interview here today, and I do appreciate your time. Now you're a very busy person. Let's do a round robin. I'm going to mention a couple of words here and you tell okay. me the answers real quickly. And one of them you've already mentioned, and it's like shooting 100%. Everybody loved Mr. Gaddy's as a hangout. Was that your favorite? That was. That was my go to on date night. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite, let's say, teacher of Verity back in the day? So there were a couple science teachers that really inspired me. One was Mr. Ferguson, who was the sophomore biology teacher, and he was the one that encouraged me to apply to Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was uh, Kenneth Ward, who was chemistry teacher, and he really encouraged me to continue in science. Oh, yeah. I remember Tom Ferguson very well. I had him for biology. Great, great choice. Okay. Uh, What was your favorite music or musical group back then? So my favorite musical group was Journey. In fact, the first concert I went to when I was 16 was Journey. And my parents got me tickets way, way in the back. When Journey came to Nashville, I got online and got the first ticket. So I got to sit on the seventh row right in front of the stage and I wore my had to wear ear protection because it was so loud <laughs> that's great awesome Hi. Um, and 
Oh, you got, have you got one of your granddaughters there? I thought I heard her, I heard her voice. So this is Chloe. Say hi, Chloe. Hi. Hey, Chloe. How's, how's your granddad? Is he nice to you? Um, yes. Does he give you candy and then clean your teeth? What? Does he give you candy? Um, um. You got a. <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't got know. a. Icy today. Oh, an icy. So you're going to brush your teeth. I today. Will you brush your teeth tonight real good to get rid of that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Say yes. <laughs> so like Dave Ramsey. Say yes. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Nice to meet you, Chloe. I'm going to I'm gonna finish up here with Grandpa. Um, what was your favorite sport or sports? Were you, you say you were involved in track, yeah. right, Marta? So I was involved with... Both track and cross country, and my favorite sport was cross country. Awesome, yeah. Gotta have a lot of stamina and good lungs for that one. Um, all right, what was your favorite TV show or, or movie, either one? Yeah, I think my favorite movie in the 80s was Star Wars, because oh, yeah. that was when it first came out. Yeah, it sounded like a lightsaber going off there in the background. Oh, yeah, you can ask that one again, edit that out. <laughs> I think I'll leave it in, it sounds cool. Like, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, Star Wars. I got a Star Wars story. I remember that one. Um, and then let's see. We'll wrap it up here. Last one is, what was a subject, perhaps, that you didn't like that much in school? Well, I think what I struggled most in was Algebra 2 uh -huh. um, because I had to take it twice. <laughs> that hits the so name, right? <laughs> there's, no, there's no harm in those of us that had to repeat classes. So I had to repeat Algebra 2. Oh, wow. Algebra. I hated algebra. I don't like math in general. But anyway, that's that's another story. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up now with uh, this last one. What would it, What's your motto now in life that you've got all this wisdom and study and experience and education and you survey the last 40 years of your life? What is a motto that you would give, give us to live by, a guide? You know, I've got to give the motto – from everything I've learned is is just trust in the Lord. You know, mm -hmm. trust in God for your life, trust in the Lord for your day, mm -hmm. and just live for Him and live to serve others. Mm -hmm. You'll be happier by serving others. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes back to that mental health support. When you can focus on other people's needs, it gets your mind off your own needs. That's, that's a great motto there. Well, right. thanks again. Uh, the Big Blue podcast here has rolled right along through. We got we picked up Michael, Dr. Michael Bond, um, and one of our classmates. And this cruise ship is starting to get a few people now. If you're interested in being on the podcast, please do contact me through the email address, which is got a pencil, fhsbigblue1982 at gmail.com. So please contact me. Appreciate you one more time, Michael and Chloe. It was so nice to meet you. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Final words? I just thank you, Vic, for putting all this together. We appreciate you. No problem. Love to do it. Thanks again, Dr. Michael. We'll see you at the reunion, right? It's see ya. Bye-bye. Also, if you're interested in being recorded, be on the podcast. Contact me, the host, Vic, at FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com. Once again, FHS. Big Blue 1982 at gmail.com. Next time on the Big Blue, we interview Gwen Gray. Here's a little snippet or two from that encounter to come.
I had a lot of fun. I was teaching in Boston and loved that. Wow, that's but a big city. I'll, Tell us, how did you meet your husband? He was working at TGI Fridays too. He had just gotten back from, he played professional lacrosse in Australia. It's bears. Oh, wow. And, and I've got a journal from the first time I went out and did a big loop around Colorado and Wyoming. But horrified, terrified of bears. I was just confident I was going to be eaten by a grizzly. I've got to ask you, did you ever come face to face or close to close with a bear? Okay, this is an old-fashioned cliffhanger, or should we say cave hanger. You'll want to tune in next time and hear your class clown and senior class secretary, how she gets herself into these things. Don't miss us next time on The Big Blue. We'll see you till then.